Could your environment at home be toxic and making you ill, causing symptoms? On today's episode, we're gonna do an assessment on your home environment to make sure it's clean with some easy to follow tips with Mike from Jasper. There's two parts of air. There's fresh air and there's clean air. Those aren't the same thing. Clean air needs to not have harmful particulates and stuff in it. Fresh air is pretty much looking at the CO2 levels. So if you are in a car and you hit that little recirculate air button, you're, let's say you're at that six, 700 level that Ryan said you should be in. Within about 10 minutes, you could be into the 3000 range. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you so much for pressing play today. We recently passed episode 700, and we're celebrating you for showing up and pressing play, whether this is your first time listening or you've been listening for quite some time. We're very, very grateful. Today's episode is with Mike Feldstein from Jasper. You're going to hear the backstory of why Jasper was created. They are an amazing company that has created this air home purifying machine. I have three of them. Then you're going to hear the backstory on how I discovered Jasper from my conversation with Ryan Blazer, the building biologist that helped me discover I had mold. And if you listen to previous episodes, you know the whole story, but we referenced that a bit today. Uh, Mike's backstory is very interesting. He didn't intentionally want to become somebody who is, assesses the environment of homes and buildings, and et cetera. You'll hear the backstory of how that transpired in Canada and how this product, the Jasper machine, was developed for smoke from wildfires and how actually it has expanded to much, much more. It's one of the, it probably is, it's the Ferrari of air purifying machines. There's some good ones out there, and there's nothing wrong with the other ones, some good you know, Honda Accords, some good Ford Focus is out there when it comes to air purifying machines. And I've had a whole bunch over the years, but this one is the Ferrari. It's the best one out there. I have three myself. What it does to capture and filter mold spores and VOCs and these particulates that you'll hear what they do to make us sick. They get trapped in our, in our carpets, in our, in our books, in our clothes, et cetera. And it just is something that your body has to fight off and creating low grade inflammation. And let's face it, we spend a lot of time at home, especially for those who work from home. This is very, very important. So you hear all about the machine, uh, some simple things to do at home to make your home a cleaner, safer, healthier environment. He gives his feedback on my current home and his thoughts on it. You're going to learn why every trash can needs to have a lid, why it's important to open up your windows throughout the day. Only if the outside air is clean, how do you know? 
uh, how this machine works, uh, the, the, the way that covers certain parts of the home, where to put it, the best uses, et cetera. You're going to love Mikey. It was so much fun. He flew to Miami to record this podcast with me in person at the Keto Camp Podcast Studios. We had dinner afterwards and I really enjoyed the conversation. You're going to love it. And he did something really sweet for you all, a special deal that only Keto Camp Podcast listeners have access to this deal. Anybody else who wants to buy these Jasper machines do not have this option. So he created a coupon code for Keto Camp Podcast listeners who are listening on the day of the release of this podcast today, December 8th. For the next seven days, the coupon code will get you 40% off a Jasper machine and also their filters and whatever else you want to get. And it's only available this 40% off for the next seven days, December 8th until December 15th at 11.59 p.m. So, hey, if you're listening to this within that time frame, go take advantage. Go to the link in the notes down below. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP, get 40% off. Now, if you're listening to this after December 15th, the coupon code will still get you a discount. It will be for 20%, which is still pretty damn good. But hey, if you're listening to this between December 8th and the 15th, you'll get 40% off. So check that out. We'll reference that on the podcast as well. Before I bring them on, I want to acknowledge today's Apple podcast rating and review of the day. This one is from Adrian Espo 0 five-star review titled, Love You, Ben. With each episode, you put out, I gain knowledge, more knowledge, and like they say, knowledge is power, then learning should be a superpower. So thank you for not just helping me, but my family and millions of others listening and learning on how to apply these lifestyle changes, vitamin G for you. Adrian, I have so much vitamin G for you. Thank you so much. I'm grateful you show up and press play and also share this with your family and friends. Applied knowledge is very, very powerful. So keep applying the knowledge you're learning. We'll keep showing up for you. And I definitely have received that vitamin G and I'm sending it right back your way. Hey, if you have not left the Keto Camp podcast a rating or a review as of yet, please do so on whatever platform you're listening from. It makes a huge difference for the show. And maybe I'll read your review on the next episode. A couple things here. We have a seed oil allergy card that you could use at restaurants to avoid seed oils. Use it, download it for free over at seedoilcard.com. It works really, really well. And the second thing I want to mention is that we have 13 spots left for my upcoming 90-day heavy metals detox program, where it includes all the supplements, four 60-minute coaching calls with me and the other students. We're keeping this very small, access to an online portal, all for the fraction of the cost of what I would charge one-on-one -on -one to do this. So if you go to ketocampdetox.com, you can learn more about it. I hope to have you on this 90-day detox program. This is for somebody who has been doing keto and fasting and carnivore and you just don't feel right. You're just not getting the results you want. If you've ever had silver fillings, if you've been heavily vaccinated, this is for you. We need to flush out those metals safely. So head to ketocampdetox.com to learn more. Without further ado, let's chat with the founder and CEO of Jasper, Mike Feldstein. Jasper is an air science and technology company. He is an unconventional entrepreneur who sees challenges as opportunities and who is constantly finding solutions to problems others see as insurmountable. He has a diverse background in air quality, disaster restoration, and entrepreneurship, and it is his mission to protect air quality and improve human health throughout innovative products and education. Here is Mike. Mike Feldstein. From Jasper. Welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. What's, Thanks for making it happen, my friend. Yeah, man. What's going on? Happy to be here. 
for those who don't know, Mike is so committed to be on the show here in person here in Miami, Florida, that he flew from Austin today. He posted some Instagram stories of you barely making your flight. You made it, came straight here from the airport. We're going to record this incredible life-changing podcast, have dinner, and then what's happening next? You're flying back. Going home, arriving at 12.05 midnight tonight if the flight's on time, and then I'm going to uh, kiss my sleeping babies and go to bed. I love it, man. It was good, though. I would way rather spend five hours on a plane. I usually only do one important thing per day anyway. So what's the difference? This is the most important thing I could do today. I love it. I love the commitment. We appreciate that. Thanks for being here in person. If you're listening to the podcast and want to watch it and see us at the studio, youtube.com slash keto camp. I want to start here. Uh, If the average person goes and they hire somebody to test what's on their rugs, their carpets, what's like in their air, their HVAC, and they run these tests, what are the things that will pop up on these lab tests that we see? This carpet, lots of dog. (laughs) Yeah, because my dog's sleeping right there. There's a dog right here. A great dog. He's such a sweet boy. He's Very sleeping. calm dog. Yeah. Carpets. So everything you could think of. Mold, pollen, dust mites, furniture particulate. Mm. If the neighbor was doing a renovation last week, there's certainly some two-by-four in there. Uh, some smoke particles, insect parts, dead skin cells, hair. That's enough to get you started. What, are, what is that doing to us when we start inhaling that, breathing that in day after day? If, well, uh, and if our stress bucket's already so f- high, what is, it, what is this doing to us? Uh, well, I think the human body's pretty amazing at dealing with a lot of stuff. Even, at, you know, we could say how bad the carpet is, but if we go outside, there's a lot of fresh air, but there's a lot of nasty stuff in the air outside too. So I think it really depends on the carpet. It depends on how disturbed that is. Because, like, let's say we turn off your HVAC system and there's not air blowing on and people aren't walking. Very quickly, that's settling on the ground. So it's a problem because every time somebody walks on it, you know, when you hit the pillow and the sun's coming in and you see the big dust cloud. But until you hit the pillow, it was not disturbed. It was not airborne. So, I mean, for your dog right now or the baby crawling on the carpet, it could be a little bit of an issue. Same thing with the dirty shoes from outside but it's really an issue when it's disturbed and I've noticed and before getting into Jasper I spent years in air quality testing and restoration and I saw thousands of times you go into a home mold and high allergen levels and a bunch of other stuff let's say it's a family of five and one person's two of them are chronically sick one of them's a little bit sick and two of them are perfectly fine so I think a lot of this stuff is allergens basically or at least our body deals with it like an allergy. So for some people, it's making them really sick. It's triggering their autoimmune responses. Yeah. And then for other, just like another stress event. So what are they allergic to? What sort of their body stress load now? Are they detoxing? I I can't pretend to have enough data yet on like the common the commonalities. But it, to me, it feels very similar to like cedar fever and Texas. Some people literally can't breathe. And other people are unaffected. Um, so it's kind of one of those things. I think you nailed it when you said it depends on their their stress levels. In other words, their stress bucket. We all have the, the stress bucket. If you think about our cells, we have about 50 to 70 trillion cells. Every cell is like a bucket. And if your bucket is full of stress from mental, emotional stress, chemical stress, physical stress, then adding additional stress, you get symptomatic. The people that you mentioned that are actually really sick from that environment, others that are not have a stress bucket that is not as full. So it's kind of like, you know, you have this glass of water here. And I'm just gonna Some hold good it. water you got. Yeah, it's Mountain Valley. 
and I get it delivered. It's clean. <laughs> so this is kind of full, right? Let's say this is like a stress bucket if you're watching on YouTube. If you shake it, add more stress, breathe in chemicals, etc. It overflows, you get symptoms, you get sick. But if your stress bucket is not full like this, you could shake it and, and be in that environment and not get a symptom. But the truth is, and I know you know this, uh, Mike, so many people in America are sick. So these things are just adding to the bucket, adding to the bucket. And of course, we're going to identify some of the things that are in the house uh, and what we can do about it. Of course, you've invented some technology to help with that. But you mentioned you got into this space. I want to know why. I know you were like a, an entrepreneur and uh, thinking about marketing, doing marketing and different things. What got you interested in actually testing air quality in people's homes? Yeah, man. So it I went to university in 2009 and I had one goal, don't have a girlfriend. Let's do this four years. That was the goal? College. <laughs> yeah, that was the goal. I wasn't that concerned about school, really. It was, I was more there for the fun and the experience. I already kind of was entrepreneurial oriented and I knew this degree is just, it wasn't the thing that was going to, I was going to start a business anyway. So I was more there to learn life skills and meet people and social stuff. Um, anyway, I met my wife on the first week. <laughs> it took a year to seal the deal. Um, so not only did you not have a girlfriend, you got married in college. I got married 10 years later oh. to the same girl. Oh, okay, got it. But a year later, you actually yes. ended up with her. <laughs> sealed the deal in terms of God in the door. Understood. <laughs> and uh, I was fixing cell phones when I was in school. I started something called Student City Cells. Mm. And that was just, I was breaking my own phone a lot. So I'm like... This doesn't look that hard to fix. I go to the store, pay like 90 bucks. One minute later, here's your yeah. phone. I'm like, this looks better than school. So I watched <laughs> some YouTube videos, ordered some parts from Asia, and started fixing screens and iPhones and Blackberries, the Pearl, the Curve, the Bold. Yeah, I had several of those. All those guys <laughs> changed, give people a little cool trackball. Business was pretty good for a 19-year-old. It doesn't take much income to feel rich. And I had to figure out how to get clients so I built a little website, learned about making websites. And then in, in about six months, I realized this cell phone repair business sucks. It's very limiting. Charging $50 to change screens is not the life for me. But I was getting a lot of leads. So I got pretty good at like building websites and ranking things on Google. And I knew some people that were paying thousands of dollars for online marketing. And I was able to realize, whoa, these people aren't doing much for you. So I got into online marketing. And that lasted also about two years and pretty quickly into that journey, though, I heard of something called the mold rush. Mold is gold. The mold rush. I had friends in the mold industry, and it was just strictly entrepreneurial. I'm like, why don't we do marketing for mold companies and, and take a piece of the lead, the fee, whatever. So it started off from being lead generation for mold removal companies, seeing A, the opportunity, B, how poorly these companies were run, and C, how none of them seemed to know or care really what they were doing. It was basically some contractors doing drywall removal with 10 times the price. And then like 21, 22, I'm like, this business sounds awesome. So I started rapid mold removal and I, I, I threw myself in. I took all the courses, found someone who'd been in the business for a few years. And I, and it quickly within like the first month, I'm like, okay, we're making more money off mold removal than the entire marketing company. Let's just stick to mold. And, um, mold, led to flood, which led to fires, because restoration companies, the same guys that do mold, do floods, asbestos, fire, all that kind of stuff. So it was a, a huge moment, 2013, biggest flood in Canadian history. And um, literally there was water up to like the third and fourth stories of buildings downtown. Wow. Military shut down the city. 
underground parkades six deep were filled to the top with water. It was wild. From storms? From a overflowing river. Oh. The mountains in British Columbia and Alberta, the Rockies, they melted too fast that spring. Doesn't take much to overflow a river. You know, those river bends, the Elbow yeah. River. And it was a huge, huge flood. And I just kind of, once again, threw myself into it. I wasn't young, not much to lose. And honestly, like, it didn't take that much to become an expert at removing a little bit of mold from a drywall. It took taking your job seriously, but the fundamentals were quite straightforward. Um, contain the area, seal off the area, bring in air filtration, remove the contaminated stuff safely, clean the room, test the air. And it was nice. We test before, you test after. We know we're cleared. Let's open the space back up. It was very straightforward. So the flood thing was wild because I had done a bit of flood stuff for, for the leaks from, from mold jobs, but not this. Our first job ever was the biggest hotel in Calgary that found us off a Craigslist post. <laughs> That's wild. So Who knew they would be searching on there? <laughs> it was actually Kijiji, which is the Canadian Craigslist owned by eBay. But Interesting. It's classified post. Yeah, it's Craigslist. And we got like a bunch of calls off of that. And within an hour or two, I had... An, a hotel and an apartment and all these people and a bunch of signed contracts. I'm like, okay. So I ended up fine. I don't know. It's hard to imagine that this happened, but I hired about 55 people that week. Wow. I would hire, I hired a landscaping company. I'm like anyone who has organized humans is I need. <laughs> so I found a landscaper and I'm like, can you guys do this? So like at, when there's a flood or a fire, you know, people don't realize, but like if you have a painting company, with 12 painters, they can also pressure wash. So it was often like finding medium skilled labor to do a way more important job and organize all of that. Uh, so I could never find 15 people, but it's like, hey, landscaper, you guys have bins, dumpsters, removal. You're used to moving rock from A to B. Like, I need your help demolishing this floor of a hotel. Can you help? By the way, can I pay you like net 30, net 60? Because I'll pay you 50% more than you're used to, but I need some time. So when you have no options, you get creative. I didn't know what debt was, so I just had to make these creative deals. Did a bunch of flood stuff, and now I had a little bit of money. Uh, was in there for two months. And then between 2013 and 2017, I was basically in the disaster response business. So if there was a, a hailstorm in Kansas, I would set up rapid roofing, and I would set up my website and I would do hail storms. If, when there was a power outage in Toronto, I did generators for ice storms. I basically got good because I had the marketing website chops. I knew how to throw up a website in a day, get a phone number, and basically come do this disaster business. So it was purely through opportunistic entrepreneur stuff. But then I, I got to really see what this business was all about. And in Calgary, I saw that they would, we had to hire these air testing guys every day to test for mold every day on the job site to make sure it's a safe job site. But we had to pay them every day, but we don't get paid for months. So I'm like, when this is all done and, and I'm done with all the stress, I want to get into air testing where I can just wave my magic wand and get paid every day. I'm like, this looks awesome. So there's, <laughs> so through that, it led me to air testing and fire. But the, the big moment, man, was in 2016, Fort McMurray wildfire, biggest fire in Canadian history. 100,000 people evacuated for a month. Gosh. One road in, one road out. No one died, which is wow, unbelievable. Like I realized firefighters are actually heroes and it's actually like wartime, like the flanks and it was like a battle plan. 
and I got, you know, we get the restoration guys get to come to town before the regular general population. So it's really amazing seeing these these scenes. What did it look like? Just like a, a war scene? Uh, 25% of the city looked like war scene movie, Baghdad, oh. leveled except for chimneys. Just streets of chimneys. Everything else is Interesting. gone. 75% of the city looks perfect. Huh. Untouched. They don't put that part on TV. So whenever you see floods, fires, hurricanes, wouldn't really be news-breaking TV if they showed the perfectly fine area. For sure. If it, if it bleeds, it leads. That's their motto. Exactly. So with the, the fire was the big, big moment because I got to... We were really cleaning smoke damage, not fire damage. So most restoration companies, they're getting calls for fires, kitchen fire, dryer vent fire, a quarter of your house is burnt, everything's black inside. This is different. The fire could be a mile away. It could be three miles away. But the toxic smoke is what did the damage. So it was unseen. You could go into a house that would look okay, but it, and even because the whole city's in a plume of smoke, mm. you couldn't rely on your nose either. You get nose blind. But what I did know is the doctors and the, the pediatricians and the pulmonologists were 100x busy because everybody, the asthmatics, the people on CPAP machines, the kids on nebulizers, like anybody who had anything respiratory could not survive. And the biggest moment of all that brought everything home for me was this one family. We cleaned their house and like at the beginning, you know, we do a basic clean, but then it, it, it escalated to... We throw out every soft material in the house. Cleaning wasn't effective. We couldn't restore this. Your carpets, every book. People don't realize books are porous too. The pages can absorb right. can absorb moisture. You can water anything that can be water damaged can be air damaged. It's porous. So every book, the insulation in your attic, all your clothing, if we would wash it five times, it would still stink. Wow. So everything soft. We would repaint and seal your home. And then a week later, we get a call, baby's in the hospital. I'm like, what do you mean baby's in the hospital? We go back to the house, we test the air, massively contaminated again. A lot more research. After a huge fire, the air can stay bad for a few months. Just because the smell's gone, the visible particles that you can see, that you can smell are gone. But what's not gone is all the stuff you can't see and smell. And everything that was absorbed into the soil, into the brick of your home, into the carpets, into the flooring, it's still in the, it's in the city, especially if it's a valley and it's not coastal, so you don't have the big winds. So we clean the whole house. A week later, the air is just as bad as when we started. Called the insurance company. Hey, guys, our mutual customer's house is recontaminated. The baby's in the hospital right now on a nebulizer. What should we do? My proposition was that they leave town again for another month. While things settle down, we clean the house again. Insurance said, like, sorry, so sad, too bad, man. We wrote the check. We're paying you. They signed off. Awful. See ya. Yeah. And it's like, I could see how this machine of an insurance company is like, yo, we're not prepared to pay for this cleanup three times. Yeah. And this family's like, we can't live in our house. And I'm like, we did our job. But I'm like, you know what? We did make pretty good money here. We didn't set our rates. Insurance just kind of pays you and often too much. So I'm like, let's leave three giant industrial air cleaning machines there and see if we can, if what happens. So we went, we put our air scrubbers, man, were like 70 pounds. They look like photocopiers or printers. <laughs> they're massive. They're ugly. They're loud, but they're effective. Uh -huh. So we, we, we set up three and within about two hours, the air quality was perfect again. So I'm like, Hey guys, I know this is intrusive to your life. But if you're going to be home, you know what else is intrusive? Moving five hours away and living in it. Fort McMurray is five hours from Edmonton. That's the closest. Wow. People think Texas is big. Like, all the provinces are that big. So 
massively isolated place. So we left these scrubbers there. It did a great job. And we left them there for two months. And then I'm like, you know what? This house happening at more and more customers' homes. I'm like, we don't have unlimited equipment. So let me go to Best Buy, Home Depot, and buy like five or six or seven residential air purifiers, take them to the house, and turn them on. We did that. Well, nothing happened. The air went back to horrible right away. We'd like, I'm talking Honeywell, Lavoite, all your general $299, $399 kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the analogy I like to use now is it's kind of like trying to heat a bathtub with a kettle. So kettles heat water for tea, not for a bath. Not so it's, to not, heat your it's not strong enough. It's too small. So what we did basically was, and I never lived on the West Coast, but wildfire smoke's a big deal. There's 40, 50 days every year between California and British Columbia that were like, stay inside today because the air is contaminated. It even happened in the, the Northeast earlier this year, even, a few months ago. It was like, it's everywhere. Oh. But what they don't tell you, so let's say outside's a 250. That's really bad. Inside, we have a four right now. Four to 10, normal. Outside's a 250. They're like, stay indoors. Inside could still be 150. Relative to outside, you don't notice. But to, to really put a bow in the, in the question of why I got into this all was I saw how much air was impacting people, especially after wildfires. And I saw when I would, I went back to one customer's house and they had unplugged the, the scrubber. I'm like, you need this. They're like, yeah, but it's super loud and it's super ugly. I'm like, oh, damn, this is a problem. Even, you know, the noise pollution was a new issue. So I kind of realized, I'm like, after this fire, this is my last disaster. And I really wanted to create an air purifier that wasn't not, not let's make it small and pretty and cute and have an app. But I see, saw the residential things as teapots or golf carts. The commercial stuff was like tractor trailers or pickups. I'm like, where's the SUV at? So I'm like, we needed something that was powerful in nature, but also quiet and smart and beautiful. And I'm like, if it's not all of those things, and it doesn't seamlessly blend into the decor, and it's not quiet, no one's going to put a few of these in their home ever. So I kind of set out on this few-year journey, but it was all born from, really, I wanted to just create an air purifier specifically for wildfire smoke. I wasn't planning on running a regular company, just wildfire smoke. Whenever there's huge fires, my intention was, you know, ship a thousand to California, set up the local stuff, same thing I did after disasters, and just come in for a short period of time and just focus on wildfires. That was the, so anyway, there's my long-winded answer, man, of kind of the journey of discovering air, how it matters, what we could do about it, and kind of like how I could play my little role in helping with the problem. Hey, when was the last time you bit into a juicy burger or a perfectly cooked steak and thought to yourself, this is the best thing I've ever tasted? If it's been a while, it's probably because most meat products are conventionally raised, which not only affects the flavor profile, but significantly diminishes the beneficial nutrients and minerals. And believe it or not, even products that are labeled as grass-fed or ethically raised, to make you think they're high quality, are often finished on grain or in factory farms, which is why I am so excited to share something with you today that will not only help you avoid the hormones, antibiotics, and pesticide residues that diminish the taste of conventionally raised meat, but could also save you nearly $1,000 over the next year on your grocery bill. And the best part? This may be the best tasting thing you've had in a long time. So what the heck am I talking about? I'm talking about Wild Pastures Meat Delivery. They provide the highest quality meats from small, regenerative, family-run farms here in the United States that prioritize sustainability and animal welfare. Their beef is 100% grass-fed, 
their pork and poultry are pasture-raised, something you won't find anywhere in the grocery store, resulting in meats that are not only healthier for you, but also better for the environment. One of the reasons why me and my fiance Natasha loves wild pastures is that we can opt out out of supporting harmful conventional farming practices and instead support small family-run farms without spending a fortune. And the convenience doesn't stop there. They offer delivery straight to your door so you can enjoy delicious, high-quality meats without even leaving your house. No matter where you are in the lower 48 states, Wild Pastures has got you covered. Not only is this the most convenient way to get your meat products, but Wild Pasture meats are better for you nutritionally, and they're higher in the total nutrients, phytonutrients, antioxidants, key fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, proteins, and amino acids. And today, for keto campers, for a limited time, you can get 20% off every box plus free shipping for life and $15 off your first box. This is a crazy deal, and I hope you take advantage of it. So make the switch to Wild Pastures today and save nearly $1,000 on your grocery bill while feeling healthier and enjoying the best-tasting meats of your life. All you need to do is go to the link in the podcast notes down below. Everything is already applied. All you got to do is click that link, customize your order, and you'll have some delicious, healthy-tasting meats very soon. Head to the podcast notes down below, click the link, enjoy your wild pastures. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. So you developed Jasper, and if uh, you're watching on uh, the YouTube channel, uh, you can see I actually always have my Jasper in the corner here, but I decided to put it here so you could see it. It's, it's sitting right here, and we'll explain a little bit more about that, but I want to share with you, Mike, how I discovered Jasper I had uh, Ryan Blazer, a mutual friend, who's that's a, my home. That's my home. com building biologist. He's an ama- amazing human. If you listen to the episode we did with Ryan a few weeks ago, uh, you know the backstory. But he discovered mold in my home. Discovered hydrogen sulfide from the preserves, and I we essentially said we got to get out of here. So this is actually our new studio, mold free, at least uh, not uh, the toxic mold we were dealing with. And I said, what can I do in the meantime, Ryan? I have this, I'm not going to name the other machines that I have. I have this air purifying machine and I'm thinking about getting this company, which I won't name. Hmm. And he said, that's a good Honda Accord. (laughs) How about that other company? And I said, okay, what's like the Ferrari? Then he goes, you got to get Jasper. I'm like, what's a Jasper? And he goes, oh, well, you haven't heard of Jasper. Uh, And then he like showed me the website. So I immediately bought two because I knew I was going to be at that house at least for a few more weeks until I left and I could just take it to the new place. And then I added a third one. And I got to tell you, Mike, I, I love the Jasper, man. It's it's the Thank best you for your one. Business. Yeah, it's the best air purifying machine I've ever had, and I've had several for many, many years. I've tell my students to get them all the time. I like how it blends in. I like the style of it. It is pretty big, but I don't mind that because I could put it in a corner. But what I love about it, number one, the settings, right? I could. It's on right now, and you can't hear it. It's very quiet. Uh, is that why it's called Jasper, like a ghost, or why is it called Jasper? I'll tell you after. Okay, tell me after. I don't want to kill you. <laughs> so I love the settings of it because you could actually make it quiet and it's still on. It's showing me how many parts. What is it showing that? Particulate matter? That is that is PM 2.5 in micrograms per meter cubed. It's kind of a mouthful. It's not PPM. But that's the normal scale that when you see outside, they're talking about the air quality from a fire or the pollution that day. They're always speaking in PM 2.5. Got it. So that's kind of the most popular air quality metric understood so it's showing that it's it's green and it's showing that it's excellent air quality right now if i were to let's say cook on my gas and i saw this when we first moved in we accidentally 
we have a gas stove and we didn't turn on the, the, the vent. Uh, and then I told my fiance, turn on the vent. We're using the gas stove. So it smelled like gas. And then I looked at my, my Jasper and it was, um, it was yellow and then it went red and I forget what levels it went to. So it picked that up, right. Which is super cool. So it's showing me in real time that the environment is, is not safe. So maybe open up some windows and do some things in the meantime. Uh, one of the things I love about it too, is that I have one in my bedroom, uh, overnight, every night I turn it on and I put it on the full setting where now you could hear it, but it's like a white noise. And I actually sleep better with that. So I have that thing running, uh, 24 seven in the bedroom. I got three of them right now. So I have some questions on this, but I am curious about, uh, the name. What's the origin of the, the name? name? Yeah. So I take naming things very seriously until there's a name. I got nothing, but once there's a name, it's like, it's like if you name your unborn child, now all of a sudden it feels more real. So it was funny. The, the placeholder name that I hated before was called Airvoxa. And I, and I love that I hated it because it's so bad that obviously we're going to change it. Yeah. But I threw up a, like I had a very basic logo and I would, while I was developing Jasper, I called it Airvoxa. I'm like most uh, traditional, boring name that I would expect to see on the shelves. But like, it's at least feels real now. And I'm like, I, it, it, we, we need to find something better. And it was a, a long but casual process. One of the reasons why is what I was I was doing Sarah Blakely's masterclass at the time, and she talked about why she called Spanx Spanx with an X and, and not like a CKS, like Google, like fake names do better than real names. So I wanted to be a fake name. I do like, I wanted it to be sort of nature-y, and Jasper is a mountain in Canada. Mm. I'd like to say this was the full reason, but it wasn't. Jasper is a mountain in Canada. Banff is more famous, Banff, Lake Louise area. But if you go a few hours north, there's another mountain called Jasper, spelt J-A-S-P-E-R. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually, there's companies that bottle the air in Jasper and sell it to China. This is the thing. Really? They bottle air. What is China using it for? What are they doing? <laughs> Getting a whiff of some clean, fresh air. Really? Yeah. So they bottled bo- air they, is a big business. I had no idea. So they're bottling this clean air in, from Canada. Yep. Other parts. People from China are bu- buying it. They're opening up the bottle and just... Breathing it in. Yeah, like an inhaler, like a puffer, like huh. get, getting a really fresh... Because China's very contaminated. It's got bad air. Yeah. I wonder, though, are they collecting it in the summer when there's wildfire smoke mm. in Jasper? Because a quarter of the year, it's the worst air. So kind of like mountain tree inspired, and then also the fact that it's not a real name. And Yeah, because um, it's J-A-S-P-R, by the way. I don't know why. I, I just really love it. Na- names that like remove a vowel you can get really cool names when you take a vowel yeah you could buy websites and and uh, handles on instagram that are easier you're right honestly it was just weird though like once um, i remember being in the car i can't remember i was gonna hop on a flight that night i was with my wife rachel we were just riffing with names flowers trees mountains trendy kids names now but spelt incorrectly like now everyone names their dog and kid Jasper. <laughs> but no, the, the the main reason though, like that I'm most connected to is is the mountain. And that's why the A, like the tree logo is there. Yeah. Cause truthfully, the world's best air purifier is trees, not Jasper's. That's right, man. Outside. Ideally, we don't mess up the outside air and the cleanest air is just the regular air outside. So it was kind of just my reminder that the tree is the real air purifier and we shouldn't even need these things. But unfortunately we do. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, I love the origin of the name. The name is cool. I love it. Jasper. So I have some questions on the Jasper. Hit me. First question is what are the things that this is picking up? Is it picking, it picked up the gas from my stove. Is it picking up mold spores? Is it picking up? So it may or may not have picked up the gas from your stove. No. What is what, maybe the smoke? From it's it? possible that the VOCs could have been detected. Very likely what it was picking up would either be the cooking particulate. Huh? 
oils from the um, whatever oils you were cooking with. Yeah, potentially. olive oil probably was. Off-gassing from pans, depending what type of pan you used. Interesting. Um, you know, if it was like a nonstick for sure, if it's cast iron, it's got all that kind of old residue on mm-hmm. it. But food particulate it is is more likely what it was because it doesn't have a carbon monoxide detector. Okay. The VOC sensor could pick it up and it would ramp up the speed. So what is it d- detecting? So I just wanted to be clear on the yeah, cooking no, that's side. Good. That's good to know. It's not like I would never want someone to think actually. It's, it's not a carbon monoxide detector. Not, yeah, I let's make that clear. Not yeah. put that feature in. My friend Dunn this week comes home. His house stinks, and his gas range was left on without the burner. And his wife was upstairs giving the babies a bath. House stinks, and he goes oh like, my gosh. "What's going on?" Runs, turns off the oven because she was in the house. She was nose blind. Yeah, she didn't even realize. Turned it off. Fire department came. Gas levels off the chart. And he's like, "Why don't you make your Jasper a carbon monoxide detector?" I'm like, "I don't want to give anybody a false sense of security. You should have several carbon monoxide detectors. They should be hardwired with batteries. This is not connected to your electrical panel." That's a good tip. So, I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, this will not. Detect so several gas. carbon monoxide detectors hardwired in is what And that's saying. usually code and law, but it doesn't mean people actually follow it. Yeah. You know, when you buy a place, the home inspector will put it on page 263. But <laughs> right. and one of those little $50 things that could... I, I have actually been developing a carbon sensor. Oh, cool. I don't know if I'm ever actually going to launch it, but I always thought it would be better. You know, Nest made a beautiful carbon detector as well, but I'm like, why not make a carbon um, dioxide monoxide detector? That also detects carbon dioxide and it's a full air quality sensor. That makes sense. So if we had three or four in the house, imagine it would look like the Jasper badge, very subtle around the house. So we would do the siren stuff as well. But if it's red, it would be detecting a bunch. It's like, really, what's a carbon monoxide detector? It's an air quality detector that only tests one thing. That's right. Why not also tell me if there's other things? So not promising anything. It's not my priority, but I have been tinkering a little bit. Yeah, but you release it. I'm going to be one of your first customers on that. We'll, we'll let you know. In the meantime, I'm going to look up the Nest one. <laughs> so what is it What is it uh, testing? What is it doing for mold spores? That's that's a big concern of mine. So yeah. what is it doing for mold? So what it's detecting and what it's cleaning are what, two different what, things. What it's cleaning is what I want to know. What it's cleaning? Yeah. So the detecting, I'll tell you just because it's shorter. Okay. Detecting the number on the screen is PM 2.5. That's particulate. Smoke pollen, dust, cleaning products, pet dander, pet stuff, pollution, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it has another sensor that you can't see on the screen, and that's called a VOC sensor, a TVOC sensor. So that's gases, chemicals. So you may sometimes see it kick up to fan speed too, but still be green. Mm-hmm. And that's so like a dentist after they clean up mercury. Or no, just when they're like cleaning between oh, patients, okay, yeah. it will kick up to fan speed too. It won't go red and cause a whole scene. So the the sensors on board are designed not, they, they work as educational tools, but their primary function is to tell the thing when to turn up and down without bothering you and give you a little bit of an indicator. What is cleaning is thousands of things. So unfortunately, a decade ago, when I got into air testing, like eight, nine years ago, it was $5,000 for a big air sensing probe really? that plugged into a computer that I had to get calibrated a few times a year for a thousand bucks each time. What a pain in the ass. The sensors on there now are under a hundred dollars on board on an air purifier. So I love the technology shift here. Right now it's coming. It's coming. Right now mold can only be detested in a lab. So we got to take a sample. You know, when Ryan was here, he collected it. Correct. He sent it to the lab. Yeah. 
theoretically, I mean, if you had a big microscope, we could test here, but it needs to be examined under microscopic imaging. So this can't detect mold. But what it is doing is cleaning and filtering mold incredibly. So it's like, you know, you could buy a water filter that's filtering thousands of things. It's not necessarily sensing them, but it sure is filtering them. So Jasper is incredible at particulate, great at particulate, good at VOCs. So it's very hard to be excellent at both because there's kind of, if you go like really good at one thing, you're compromising a a little bit in other things. So what it's really good at is pollen, dust, mold, smoke. Remember, I designed it for wildfire smoke. Wildfire smoke, though, I wasn't designing it for just tree fires. I was designing it for regional fires where a thousand homes burnt, 400 cars, six factories. Serious business. Toxic wildfire smoke. When we would open up people's furnace filters, they'd be red, yellow, blue, purple, streaks of colors. Oh my guys, if this got into your furnace filter, what do you think is everywhere? So yeah, that's what it's cleaning is particles. That's why like when I come in your house, it's awesome. Like, ah, how does it it smell? Good. It does not smell like a house with a dog. Okay. It does not smell like a house that's cooking. It's easier. Usually you go, and oh, I just want to go outside and get a breath of fresh air. But when I came in here, like I can tell your CO2 levels are dialed in. Yeah, I have the window cracked a little bit throughout the day. The air flows, yeah. all the air stuff is quite good. Like, ha, huh, like this feels like a clean air environment and it's not just Jasper and just particulate, but I can tell that your air overall is dialed in. Like when you come from outside, it's your humidity is dialed in. Like it's nice to breathe in here. It, our human bodies are so good to a fault where we could eat bad things and drink mm-hmm. bad water. And breathe bad air and still get up in the morning. And st- it's amazing, the capacity of the human. You said it earlier. It's like the, the, it's built so strong. It deals with so much. If you came to my previous place, it smelled like mildew. It smelled like mold. It smelled like uh, sewer because the hydrogen sulfide. And we were kind of trapped there uh, because we wanted to get in fresh air to deal with the mold. But the fresh air was not fresh. It was the hydrogen sulfide. So our uh, just crack a window and bring in some fresh air. Yeah, we couldn't, and our carbon dioxide levels were super high because there was not enough air in there. Does that make? Did I say that correctly? Not enough oxygen was displaced by carbon dioxide. Yeah, uh, Ryan tested, and it was uh, I think like fourteen hundred, and he said it should be around seven or eight hundred mm-hmm. because the windows, everything was sealed because we didn't want the hydrogen. So outside's four hundred for measure. Outside's four hundred for measure. Yeah, he was telling me inside should be around eight hundred or so, and to open up the windows to get it down, but we couldn't open up the windows. So it was it was a terrible situation, man. And I'm so glad we moved here. No, you got this place rocking pretty quick. I would not have known that you recently moved in. Here. Yeah, we just moved in. Yeah, That's we crazy. we've been busy, bro. We've been busy. I wanted to get ready for you. Make sure Thank it was you. a good conversation. I have uh, three of these. I have one in my the master bedroom where me and my fiance sleep. The pets sleep. We also have two cats, by the way. I have one in my office because I spent a lot of time here. And then I have one just like by the front door. My house is about 2,200 square feet. So um, how much does this cover? Am I going to need another one? What's is it, or, or am I covered in terms of the square footage? Yeah. So first to the outdoor thing. I don't want to lose that. Yeah, go ahead. That's the biggest thing, man, is, you know, the, the thought of like, I'll just open a door or a window and get fresh air. But there's there's two parts of air. There's fresh air and there's clean air. Those aren't the same thing. Clean air needs to not have harmful particulates and stuff in it. Fresh air is pretty much looking at the CO2 levels. So if you are in a car and you hit that little recirculate air button, you're, let's say you're at that six 700 level that Ryan said you should be in. Within about 10 minutes, you could be into the 3000 range. Wow. Like the evacuate the building level range because the car is not, there's a human or two or three or four or seven Breathing it in. Breathing in oxygen, breathing out CO2, 
in a confined space with minimal ventilation, mm. which is why people often get exhausted, especially when you turn on your air conditioner in in a hot day. It usually re- auto recirculates to be more efficient, but you are killing yourself in this little CO2 box. Wow. Of course, you're tired. That's interesting. And uh, I wish I could tell you Jasper is going to give you more oxygen. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not an oxygen. I asked, I asked Ryan about that. <laughs> he said, no, it's not. That, so that's interesting, the car thing, because for those who drive to work and it's a hot day, like it's always in Miami and you spend maybe 30 or an, minutes or an hour in that car and you get to work and you're like, I feel so tired. Or you get home from work and you're- Or you're at the office. You're at the office. And the office oh, has- that's sealed. Everything is- Energy efficiency movement got really serious in the 70s. I could see why. It's practical. Who wouldn't want to save money and use less energy? Yeah. But most at energy efficient of- things- are completely at odds with environmental health. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this way, but the like broad answer of like, how do we keep the cool in in the summer and the warm in in the winter? Well, let's keep out the air and let's keep in the air. So without incre- really without increasing filtration or anything else, like airplanes actually have it pretty good. I've tested air on planes. Oh, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, they're, they're good. CO2 can probably get up there, but the particulate level is like, ridiculously clean. Yeah. They have air filtration throughout the plane. Yeah. Right? Okay. They do. I wonder if you if you continue to test if there's certain airlines that you see worse and some that are better. I'm starting to test more hotels. Oh, yeah. So I I, I, I hide a bunch of air sensors in the room and I wait for housekeeping to come and then I, I measure it. I'm going to start documenting this more. That's a good idea. Create some content for me. And I will too. say what hotel it is. Yeah. Put them on Let notice. us know, please. Put them these on are notice. easy, pro- guys. Use a better cleaning product. Yeah. And put an air purifier in people's rooms. It's not a big deal. Yeah, on the on the topic of uh, particulates, I remember Ryan had his 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 meter, and we were going around, and it was registering. And correct me if I'm wrong, because you know this terminology better than I do. Um, he was looking at uh, particulates. Is that PPM particulate matter? You could. That, that's. Wait, let's go with that. Okay. Parts per million. Parts per million, but anyways, the, the the machine was showing that it was it was I forget the range, but it was above the range, and we were wanting to find out where is it coming from. So we were walking around with the meter to see if it increased and decreased. Went into my office, it decreased, wasn't there. Went upstairs, started to increase and increase. And then we went to my uh, the old bedroom, and then we had a master bathroom, and it was really going off the charts. And then we discovered that it was coming from this mosquito spray my fiance was using because it was just so many mosquitoes outside. And when we put it close to the bottle off the charts and I sprayed the bottle in the sink and it went off the charts and we we threw away the bottle because of that, right? So these are things we can do to discover these toxic cleaning products and and mosquito sprays that are causing some issues for us. When I brought you back to outside air, you asked me a question. The question was the range. My house is 2,200 ah, square si- feet. Sizing. Yeah, I have three in oh, my this cupboard. this is a good question too, man. And it's something I'm happy to talk about on a podcast because I have not yet mastered how to make a 10-second clip or a little image that conveys this concept because, you know, Amazon trained the consumer to think in little nice filter checkboxes where we just hit extra large, please. Yeah. You know, what would you like? Uber Eats, what cuisine do you want? So people just say what their square footage is. Square footage makes no sense. First of all, you have eight foot ceilings or 16 foot ceilings. Mm, yeah. So it's cubic true. volume. Yeah. It's not square feet. You know, the marketer always wants to simplify, but sometimes it's not simple. So I refuse to just blanket say a square footage. So I'll, I'll talk through the different factors. Okay. If you have a HVAC system running, mm-hmm. that's job is to balance and recirculate the air in your home, but balance the air. The Jaspers are going to get a, there's more air changes per hour. They're going to stretch to clean more air. For example, 
let's say you have a regular furnace system and we run the Jasper in one bedroom, closed room, on full speed. It's cleaning the air in the whole house. It's cleaning the air in the room, let's say 99%, but maybe 25, 30% it's cleaning all the air because in every room, none behind me to use as an example, but vents. There's, there's, there's usually a return vent. Yeah, these are the return vents right here. And there's yeah. a supply vent. Yeah. So the supply brings the air in from the furnace. The return brings it back to the furnace to heat it and cool it, and 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 off we go again. Um, so if you're cleaning, if we close the door and we're cleaning the air in this room, well, the air is going to get supplied from the furnace, cleaned a bunch, then returned, and then distributed throughout the whole home. So, however, if we had like only mini splits or baseboard heaters or radiators. Yeah, because this house, there's only central AC in the uh, middle of the house, the living room and kitchen. Every individual room doesn't have these, these vents are not blowing air, it's the individual ones. Yep. So it's a little bit of a different story here. It's, it, there's pros and cons. It means yeah. the bad stuff doesn't spread yeah. either. So it means when you're cooking, that cooking particulate will spread throughout the whole home, not here, because this is kind of like its own structure from an air perspective. So that's the that's a benefit there. Yeah, it's a benefit here. Uh, and because you have that that and this, you're, the best system ever would be either split ductlesses in every room, not always practical, yeah, and you know an air cleaning unit in every room. So that's good. That's why this, this environment is, is legit. Oh, very. <laughs> um, I'm happy to hear that coming from the previous environment I was in. Yeah. So even if you're cooking there and there's stuff, this room is very controlled. So ceiling height matters. HVAC size matters. Other things that are factors also is the layout. Is it open concept or is there five little rooms? Because it, it, it can only, airflow is kind of like water currents, right? You have like one pool heater and then you have like two jets and the jets are pointed in a way where they're moving and then the, it, it's the same kind of concept. So air currents, I wish we could put on goggles and see air currents. Cool. There's like an ocean in here, right? All the stuff we're breathing is because it's, it's moving. And once the currents in a home like get established, they're fairly predictable. Like the oceans move in certain patterns. Air is the same thing. So based on the temperature, the humidity, the pressure, the HVAC, it's got, we got our, our air currents here. So that's why I have a hard time answering it. So best, best, best is kind of like, if you have one where you sleep, cleaning air where you sleep, awesome. One third of my life, check. Mm -hmm. Where you work, the, the other third of my life, check. And then like the other big pollutant source in the home is like cooking living rooms. So it's like one of those situations where more is better, but zero to one is a massive jump. And like, when, let's say a company or talks says a thousand square feet and we say coverage is the air, what's considered covered mm. is the air 30% cleaner in that thousand square feet or 99% cleaner. When we're talking about a water filter and I say it filters 99% of the stuff, it's pretty obvious what I mean. I pour the water in, it comes out the bottom. I'm expecting this water to be 99% cleaner than that water with air. It's a little different. It's like saying, you know, how much, how much square footage does a space heater cover? Well, open your door and see how much yeah, we can heat this it room. Changes, yep. Close your door, we can heat this room really effectively. So it's a little bit more nuanced, but I, I really, the, the thing that I want to convey to people is what percentage cleaner are you striving for? Yeah. So in this house now, like if we shut that door and we fire this up and we test the air, I'm expecting us to be able to clean the air by like 95 to 99%. So we're cleaning it, but we're also bringing in some new air through your HVAC unit. So like if we can get like a 95 plus percent cleaner air, that's pretty good. Pretty good. And I would say through your whole house, you have three units, your, your air everywhere, including the farthest corners where Jasper is, you're probably at like 80% cleaner air. 
Whereas if this house was 6,000 square feet, we'd still be achieving the 95 in here, in here but, but maybe it's 30% everywhere. Uh, yeah. So it's, I'm trying to find a better way, a better analogy to describe this, but. No, it makes sense. I mean, the bottom line is if, if you're going to get one, that one should be in your bedroom because you're going to spend at least six to eight hours, maybe more in that bedroom. If you work from home, that would be a place where you would put it. I work from home, so I have it here in my studio as well. And then if you want to get more like I did, that's what I did as well. Hey, Keto Camper. What if there was an easy way to help detoxify your body, ease stress, unwind, and hey, even burn more calories? What I'm talking about is sauna usage. Now, there's a lot of studies that show the benefits of using a sauna, and it could be kind of complicated because they're expensive, and typically you have to go to a facility to use a sauna. What I love about my sauna is that it's a blanket that I use at the comfort of my own home. I use the one from Bond Charge. And sauna blankets work by raising your heart rate to that of physical exercise so you burn calories while you're relaxing. And you could burn up to 600 calories in one session. Sweating also helps flush out toxins like heavy metals from your body. And elevating your heart rate while relaxing releases endorphins, which can leave you feeling euphoric. I feel like I just got a 60-minute massage when I get out of this thing. It works by using infrared light, which heats the body directly rather than the air around you like a traditional sauna. This means you get the same benefits at a lower heat. You also don't need to have your head in the heat like a traditional sauna. It's very easy to use. You can enjoy a session of 30 to 45 minutes while relaxing, reading, watching TV, or meditating. It's easy to clean. It's low EMF, especially compared to other brands out there. Simple and easy to get set up. And even more important, you, Keto Camper, are offered a nice coupon code for Bond Charge's products, including their infrared sauna blanket. So head over to bondcharge.com slash ketocamp and use the coupon code ketocamp at checkout to get 15% off your order. We'll drop that link down below along with the coupon code in the podcast notes. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. I was thinking when you were mentioning, you know, having this in your work environment, some people still go to the, have an office that they go to. I wonder if there's a way, and if you've seen this with um, an employee that works maybe for like a corporate office, they work with you to bring them in for their office, their cubicle, whatever it is. Because not just that one person is going to benefit, but everybody in that room is going to benefit. How would they go about that? So when I used to do air testing, I was doing a lot of commercial. And usually that we were brought in when there's a problem. Companies don't usually look to spend money unless it's very obvious that it's going to make the money. So it was for a big company, big one in Toronto. And they called us because they had about 40 or 50 health complaints. And most big companies have something called a joint health and safety committee. They kind of work, they're separate than HR, but obviously like the complaint goes to HR. And then there's a joint health safety committee. All big companies have something like this. Um, so they had like 40 health complaints. Wow. And the building owner, you know, it's like a 40 story building. The, this company had like, let's say floor five to 12. The building brought in a company to come in and test. Big company also, thousand employees. They came in for about three hours, waved their wand, said it's all good. Then they called us. I remember they, they're, I quoted them 18,000 to go out and test their place. They said their second highest quote was 2,000. I said, well, let's compare. So... I said, before I can quote you guys, I need a first interview. So I went and met their HR team and their joint health and safety committee. This was in my first two months in the business. My ignorance was my best friend. It made me take it way more seriously. 
And I did have a couple experts to engage with, but I said, give me the blueprints of your office and then give me the desk location of the 40 sick people. And 38 of them were between floor seven, eight, nine in the Southwest mm, corner. Interesting. I'm making up the floors in the corners, yeah, but got it. three floors apart all in the same corner. No one else even asked that question. Mm. I'm like, okay. And so I'm like, we have one corner and we have three floors and almost the other floors are pretty much good. So then I'm like, okay, let's check those floors. Well, what did I find? I found in the ninth floor, two things. And then I also, uh, now that I narrowed it in, I went to the um, super, the maintenance guy said, what renos were done on the seventh, eighth and ninth floor in the past two years. So he gives me all their maintenance logs. Well, there was leaks and a window that was replaced. Water issues happened from the exterior of the building mm-hmm. and the bathroom trickled down the floors and they had a bunch of mold. And once I, I, I tested like, you know, when Ryan was here, he probably took like five to eight samples. I took like 120. Wow. Cultured them, grew them, sent them to the lab, tested all the floors, tested bacteria, mold, like all airborne bacteria. Like this is no joke. And uh, yeah, so this is usually what prompts it when we were like serious kind of mold detectives. And then, you know, they dealt with the construction, cost them a few hundred grand and everyone's doing better. So we were usually getting those like every... We got another one for a, um, a food company that sells produce to every grocery store. And, well, the chlorine tomato washing station. Mm. So employees were leaving work at the end of the day. And sometime after they would leave work, their eyes would burn and they would lose their vision for a couple hours. We're like, I don't even know where to begin here. I brought in serious industrial hygienists. What ended up being the issue was the cleaning product that the cleaning contractors were using overnight was having a chemical reaction to what they were washing the tomatoes with and probably all the produce. Right. So that reaction then had to delay. And then when the the people would leave that environment, go outside for fresh eye, their eyes would burn on the way home. It was as simple as the cleaning company had to change their cleaning product. Resolved it. So now I do think there is, it's still new, but the same way that the employers are like, let's buy our employees a great chair, a great desk, a good monitor, a good mouse, a good keyboard, like clean air, clean water. It's kind of the obvious next step. Yeah. So very few companies are thinking about it. During COVID, some companies bought like 50, 100 for their at-home employees. Good. Still rare, still new, but there's there was an amazing study that showed the cognitive in performance increase of chess players based on the air quality. Mm. And that was like a large big, if someone just types in like air quality chest performance study, there's tons of stuff like that. I mean, if it makes, it helps you sleep better, it's gonna help you perform better. One little tip, by the way, when I was in your bathroom. Yeah, what did you discover? Not a big discovery, but it's a little hack that I started to do, to think about recently was garbages that have lids and are sealed are just better. Mm. Like we use like mesh trash cans, even if you're taking it all the week, whether it's blowing a nose, wiping a counter, like mm-hmm. the things that are in the garbage are garbage. So putting them in little open airflow convertibles, not the most optimal and like hard to be like, take out garbage every day. And like our trash cans with lids perfect? No, but they're pretty sealed. So they're not perfect. It's kind of like um, the most extreme thing is the um, this diaper genie. Young babies, people have this a diaper pail for the baby. Oh boy, this is a this is a passionate one for me. I got two two young kids now, and I told my wife the first she had the diaper beanie. She put the diaper in there. I'm like every time we go in the kids' room, like it smells like poo in here mm. a lot. Maybe we should like throw them outside every time. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, so much work. I don't know. 
Like, fine. And how about tonight? We put the diaper genie in our bedroom and I'm going to sleep on the couch. <laughs> and just like this little baby can't speak. She's got little tiny baby lungs. And I'm not sure if this is nice for her. So maybe tonight you try sleeping with the diaper genie. She's like, I'm not sleeping with the poo. I'm like, maybe baby shouldn't either. She never used the pail again. Because like, man, human body is amazing. And if you think about it, we we're taught the five senses. I was thinking about the, on the airplane, man, when I was flying here today, I was thinking about the five sense thing that we're taught about. Try to remember. I actually forget what the fifth sense was. What are the five senses? Sight, smell, touch, hearing. Taste? Taste. So I've decided to revamp them. And I want to remove touch with feel. Mm. Because touch makes you feel like it's just tactile finger stuff. What What is the sensation, though, of feeling? Is that touch? Because, for example, if, you know, we check the weather and stuff. But if we go outside and say, what temperature is it? You're going to be within a couple degrees accurate. Yeah. So you have a thermometer built in. If, if And we, we, we've trained our body thermometers, cold, hot, we know the temperature, freezing water, boiling water. We, we've kind of taught ourselves based on comfort, thermal comfort for our body. We haven't calibrated the rest of our biosensors. And I take this stuff really seriously because you smell gas. Body knows not good. You smell bacteria. You smell garbage. That's a feature that your body's saying is like, maybe get out of this environment. So what is the sense called? So if I go into the desert, feels dry. If I go into the rainforest, it feels humid. We all know what a steam sauna feels like. Well, that's because your body has relative humidity sensors on board. So then I go deep down this rabbit. I'm like, what other sensors do I got? If I blindfolded you and put you know, garbage or poo in that corner. I would know it was there. You would find it right to that corner. Yeah. So you're like, how does the shark smell the blood two miles away? It's like, how does the human smell the poop 20 feet yeah. away? You literally can detect through air currents where it's coming from, make your way over there and find it. So like, yeah, we call it smell, but like you kind of have a bacteria sensor to detect the danger. Well, the reason I'm able to come in here and be like, CO2 is low, no mold, particular levels low is because I've taking the time to calibrate other biosensors. And I'm excited, like, what else do I have? Because if you've been in the homes, a thousand homes with mold, and you've tested it, I was able to calibrate my sense against the lab data. If it smells musty or moldy, I've never been to a place that smells moldy and wasn't moldy. Like, I was joking with Ryan Blazer about this. So when Ryan was at your house, it was probably many hours. Yeah, it was all day. All day. All, all afternoon and then into the evening, yeah. Me and Ryan joke about those all the time. If he just had to tell you what to do, yours was a pretty unique outlier situation with yeah. the mangrove stuff. Yeah. But 99% of the time, Ryan knows in his first five minutes of the house, <laughs> yeah. just instantly being there. I believe that. <laughs> it'd be like, guys, save your money. Here's what you got to do. Yeah. The rest of it's just adding data to it because literally, you know. So, you know, you know when it's stuffy and you're in a classroom and you're like, I got to get fresh air. Yeah. Your biosensor has a CO2 detector. Pretty awesome. So I've just been really thinking about these five senses a lot lately. And you know when you feel crappy after a bad meal? It's a feature, not a bug. It's telling you. But like if you only eat bad food, you lose the sensitivity yeah. to listen to that feature. That makes total sense. So I really think a lot of this allergies. What is it called when I have an allergic reaction? Another sweet feature. So I've really been thinking a lot about all these other sensors that I've uniquely got to train that aren't difficult if you actually listen to them. If you actually listen there and you'd be like, if you go outside and it's better to breathe outside than inside, 
this is a fixable problem for you. That's a clue. Yeah, I love it. The body's always communicating with us. I love it. And I talk a little bit about that when it comes to symptoms. They're gifts. They're check engine lights. It's giving you an idea. Pay attention to it. So I I love that as well, Mike. Hey, for those who are watching and listening, we, we got something special for you. This is something that Mike thought of. So you could say, thank you, Mike. Uh, if you this want is the first time we've ever first done time you've like ever this. done anything like this, and it's only for the Keto Camp uh, podcast listeners, and then all this, also those are on you, who are on YouTube. So this episode is airing today. If you're listening to it on the day of release, right which now. is Friday, December eighth, that's today. We have a coupon code for you to get a Jasper or two or three or twenty, however you want, and uh, the coupon code is actually forty percent off for the next seven days, meaning until December fifteenth. At 11.59 p.m., that coupon code will get you 40% off of your Jasper air purifying machine and whatever else you want to get on the website. After December 15th, it's going to also be a good discount, which is 20% off. So if you're listening to this or watching this after December 15th, 2023, still a great deal to get it at 20%. But hey, if you're one of the blessed ones who's listening right now, and it's actually between the time frame of December 8th and the 15th, go to the link in the podcast notes or the YouTube notes. And then during the checkout, use the coupon code KETOCAMP, K-E-T-O-K-A-M-P, no space in between, and you'll get 40% off. Mike, thanks so much for doing that for them. I would rather give the money to your audience than Facebook and Google and big fancy. We don't do big fancy advertising. So my thought is just make a good product and then communicate what you do. And I'd rather companies need to advertise. I'm like, instead, what if you just gave people really good deals sometimes? Great. That is the hypothesis that I'm going for here. One of the things that I respect about you, uh, many things, but one of the things is that I I bought all of my Jaspers. I was not given to me. You didn't get. You don't give anybody free Jaspers, and you don't give any influencer. You don't give. I've any, given a couple before. Okay, you almost do. never. Why not me? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I've given a couple before. <laughs> so it's rare. I don't, I don't do it anymore. So you don't do it anymore, and, and I like that because it shows that the person who's promoting it, me, actually uses that. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stuff that I get for free that I still promote, but I, I respect that. You know, I actually paid for my three. Right. I'm actually going to buy another one for my mom. So I'm buying them myself, right? So I hope this use makes... Use code KETOCAMP 40% use off. Use code KETOCAMP 40 I will use my own code. Well, the reason I have to do that, man, is the same reason that... We, we, for a conversation for another day, but I developed it for wildfires. We launched during COVID and we sold 99% to dentists and doctors for the first year. They wouldn't buy it unless it was $2,000 because our competitors were thousands and we were better. At a thousand, they didn't give us the time of day. At two thousand, we couldn't keep it in stock. <laughs> and with shipping and COVID, our prices were it cost us over a thousand with shipping back then. And we got into this medical world, and it was all doctors and all dentists. And then patients started to see it with the asthmatic child, and they asked about it. We had no e-commerce online. You'd fill out a form, you'd call us, we would talk to you about all your air issues, and then we would tell you if you need them or not, and how many. It was this was an offline business until February 2023. Oh wow! All offline. You'd call us. I was like the mold inspector slash air purifier guy, and the only people that we hire. I don't have customer service department or sales. I only hire air quality experts who have been in the field for years who want to come talk about air. So if someone hits us up on live chat, we'll talk. To, we'll call you, talk to you for 25 minutes about your situation. I hit you guys up on live chat and you actually responded to me. I use, I'm on it all the time. Yeah, you were, it was like, you, Mike, it was Mike who was chatting with me I before keep, I knew you. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I'm, 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 I, I like that. I like this size business, but the whole like um, realization for myself when we were 1975, I'm like, honestly, if I was going to buy them, I'd buy one because, you know, there's six, $700 air purifiers that are cheaper. 
Some of them clean the air just as good, but they're loud and they're ugly and they're annoying and they have bad warranties. But bottom line was I realized that if I wouldn't buy what I'm selling, then it's kind of making me full of shit. If I, I need yeah. to, I need to be able to buy what I'm selling and I felt this lack of alignment. So I realized that if, if, if I wouldn't buy what I'm selling, I can't sell it. And if people who want something for free, I don't want those types of people promoting it to their audience because they don't believe in the air problem enough. You know what? If they said I have a bunch of other air purifiers, fine. But if, if they're not at least believers in clean air, clean food, clean water and living the life like I've seen your house. I got here, clean coffee, clean water. It's a dialed in house. Like this is how I would hope that someone who's talking about health is living. And it makes me very happy to see that. When I mentioned the garbage, you actually took your own little note I did. there. I'm you, putting a lid you, on. Actually, you actually bought these things. Yeah. And I would rather work with way less people, but people who are committed to what they're doing. So yeah, for that reason, if you hear someone talking about it, it's because they have them and they paid for them. I love that. Final question is, yeah. I end all my conversations with this question. I talk a lot about a supplement, Mike, called vitamin G. Have you heard of it? Mm -hmm. Vitamin G is anti-inflammatory. Only been, from you a little on Instagram. Ah, okay. okay. Like so you, you know what I'm getting to, right? No, oh, okay, you don't. Okay. So vitamin G is anti-inflammatory. Uh, it, it produces uh, uh, oxytocin and dopamine and GABA in, in the body and the brain. Okay. And uh, it's my favorite supplement in the world. Um, it helps extend longevity. It helps with inflammation. It helps with uh, just pretty much everything we're seeking. So vitamin G is gratitude, uh, appreciation. And I want to ask you what you have vitamin G for today as the last question. Vitamin G. I spend a lot of time thinking about gratitude. I could tell from your emails and oh. your, your email line. Which like, one? You have uh, the, the bottom part where it shows what you're doing, all the oh. things you're grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. The, the bad answer, I'll go deeper, would just be like health. Like the fact that I'm not in pain right now. I've been in a lot of pain and discomfort. So when I, whenever there's a day that I'm not in pain, that's a pretty awesome situation. Right now, I'm incredibly grateful for a wife that actually supports me to, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of mutual support, a lot of traditional values in our family. But like, I felt completely empowered to hop on. A, if I send her a text right now and says, hey, sorry, I'm spending the night, I don't get pushback. She would just say, you know, I know that you would love to be here with the family. And I trust that this is the best decision for everyone. So I will give my my gratitude and my shout out to Rachel, awesome. who, who's holding down with the kiddos at home and empowering me to do my thing. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel, for that. Because we're all benefiting now that you're here. Um, we're going to put all of the references we mentioned. We'll put um, Mike's social media, Jasper's social media, their website, and that coupon code down below for 40% off. Hopefully you take advantage of that. And again, if it's past that deadline, you still get 20% off. Thank you, Mike, for coming to the show, man. Yeah, let's, uh, go you're, get, let's go get some let's dinner. Let's go get some dinner and then you're back to the airport, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you. This was fun. I hope you loved that conversation with Mike. If you want to watch the full video version of today's interview in person at, at the Keto Camp Podcast Studio, that's it on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash keto camp, camp with a K. We'll drop that down below in the notes. If you want to take advantage of that 40% off coupon code, which is ridiculous, I, I actually used it to purchase one from my mom for her birthday. Go use it. It's only available. That coupon code is only available at 40% from December 8th through December 15th. 
Uh, if you're listening to this after that, you can still get 20% off. So go to the link in the podcast notes. And then when you check out, use Keto Camp at checkout for that big, big discount. You're going to love their machine. Please consider consider sharing this with a friend. Leave the podcast a rating and review. Go download the seed oil allergy card over at seedoilcard.com. Go check out my detox program coming up over at ketocampdetox.com. We have 13 spots left. Love you. Appreciate you, Keto Camper. Thanks for spending part of your day with Mike and myself. I'll see you in the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.